Hello and welcome to a very special episode 268 of the Ram Nintendo Podcast. I'm Jason, and normally this is where you would then hear, I'm Angel, I'm Kevin, and the three of us would proceed to talk about the latest news, share impressions of games, and you know, that was the plan. We were going to talk about Mario Party Superstars, we were going to talk about the Zelda Game & Watch, we were going to talk about new MPD sales numbers. Did you know the Switch is back on top? You would have heard it if you didn't. But... Then uh, something kind of happened, and that something is our 10th anniversary. So this episode, this weekend, marks 10 years of the Ram Nintendo podcast, of Ram Nintendo in its current form. And we were going to split this episode into something kind of special. We are going to have a normal upfront with impressions and news and whatnot. And then we are going to make a little warp pipe sound into a pre-recorded conversation with everyone who's ever been on the podcast, um, which is really just two more people. But nonetheless, we're going to do this cool thing, and it was going to be a two-part episode, like a two-halves episode. And then we just had so much fun with the bigger group that we just kept eating into the time of the regular episode. So instead of two halves making a whole, we have one half that is a whole, which means this episode will not have the usual news, will not have the usual impressions, any references to those, please disregard. But instead, we're going to be just doing a freewheeling look back at 10 years of Nintendo. There's no timestamps for this episode on the blog post uh, as a result, but you should still probably go check it out because we are giving away $100 in eShop credits over the next six or so weeks in honor of the, of the anniversary, and it all kicks off with a contest in that blog post with your comment being the chance to win. So we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, stick around to the end for those contest details. And with that, I will now turn it over to m- me. Okay, welcome to our random Nintendo. Hey, get it? Because it's a t- Anywhere. Welcome to our roundtable. Um, as you know, this weekend marks the 10-year anniversary of our little podcast. And to celebrate, we are doing our own extended Ram Nintendo universe, if you will. Uh, anyone who has ever been a voice on this show is here with us now. We're going to have a little retrospective chat about the past 10 years of Nintendo and maybe the podcast too. So um, to do a quick quick introductions for those listening, obviously we here know each other pretty well. This is a big, core, a big part of our friend group right here. Uh, but for those at home, I guess I'll just do a roll call of sorts and uh, maybe since this episode is a celebration and we're already talking about Mario Party Superstars in the regular part of the show... Maybe along with saying hi, you can mention your all-time favorite Mario Party game as well. For me, it's it's Mario Party 2, for what it's worth. So, first up, we have the co-founder of the Random Town Podcast and fellow host since day one. He's been there for every show alongside me. Uh, he's a Bowser fanboy and a firm believer that we only have so much time in this world. It's Angel. I don't even know belief. I mean, it's a fact. But, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's him. Now, wait, what's your favorite Mario Party? <laughs> oh, I mean, definitely Part 3, easily. Okay, yeah. interesting. I'm curious how like different our answers one. are going to be. And that voice, speaking of, uh, is next on our list. It's our official third chair who has been in that role for just over two years now. Most of you just heard him five minutes ago on the regular part of this episode. Uh, but he's been our third chair since episode 208 in August of 2019. And before that, he kind of he kind of just kind of came and went. You were here in like 2016 and 15. But anyway, he's really the mastermind behind uh, random Nintendo or everything but Nintendo sideshow. It's Kevin. Yeah, we still call it Quarantine Chronicles entirely, but yes, just saying. We do. It's that, confusing because we changed the brand of no years, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus. And what's your what's it's your only Mario Party? Like one. Mario Party 4. Really? It's the best Mario okay, Party. Okay, okay. It, it had a good ad campaign arm. I don't know why I remember that, but they had like costume Mario's running or Mario characters running around on the Bowser was pretty dope. Yeah, right, right. See, Bowser Fanboy Angel right there. Well, uh, anyway, next time. with a cliff second, but I have to give it to the- Mario Party 10. The car one? The one with Bowser. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the car 
yeah, okay. The the Bowser the car's still there, yeah. but I don't play as the car. Yeah, but the play as Bowser. The, Everyone right, else cannot right. have fun, but I'll have fun. And that's that. That really sums up the last decade of the Pot Noun King. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> third up, we have the previously closest thing we had to a third chair before Kevin. Uh, he popped up on the show as early as episode eight in 2012 to give us impressions of the then new Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D. If anyone remembers that being a thing, it's the most name drop man in our podcast history. Hello, Elvis. It's insane that you remember what I talked about. I had to look it up. I'm not going <laughs> to pretend I know what happened nine years ago. Dude. There's no way. Um, but yeah, it's been a while. I remember that was the first thing you talked about. Mm-hmm. I did remember, but the moment you mentioned it, I remembered being on that podcast. And I think you were on and off up Animal Crossing roughly. So you had a good run. Um, and then last but not least, we have the man who may be the most alluded to on the show without actually saying his name. My favorite Mario Party is... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, what's your favorite <laughs> <laughs> Terrible host. Let's get Kevin back on. Man, man. Yeah. What is it, Elvis? <laughs> I'm going to also say three with Angel. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I agree. <laughs> but, um... Last clear, year, this is our opinion, and we're not saying it's, like, the best overall Mario Party. I don't know why people get on that. I mean, because opinions can be wrong. I mean, by definition, Nick. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, last but not least, I started to say we have the man who is the most alluded to without ever actually saying his name on the show. Uh, he's part of our Splatoon and Knockout City <laughs> weekly game nights. He's part of many of our in-person gaming events. He was uh, in exactly one episode of the show episode 20 when we attended comic con for the first time in like 2012 and we he played got out while he before still it could. came out he got <laughs> while he still could it is nigel hey uh no happy to be back you know i'm sure the random nintendo fans have been clamoring for my return so uh, happy to be here uh if i had to pick a mario party it'd probably be mario party 3 on the 64 right just because i played a lot with my cousins so uh, wow mario party 3 with Dude, a clear lead tonight wow oh, 3 3 Thank wow, you. that's I did not expect. I I honestly expected everyone to pick a totally different one, but I don't know. I it's fine. I don't even own two, but it's still my favorite. But I do own three, and it's not my favorite. So I don't even know how that works. <laughs> but but oh, you know, Nigel. One thing I didn't mention about you: you were the man oh, who oh. planted the seed to make this whole show mm. possible. Do you remember that in college? Uh, I I think so. I mean, I remember we we had all oh, talked so about you're this who to blame. You know, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. That's why I've only been on one episode, and that's why you don't say my name. I'm like, uh, was a Voldemort? Like, oh, that dude, you don't want to say his name? Uh, yeah, no, I know we talked about it, and I think when y'all first started, I was like, oh, they're actually gonna do it. Um, but here we are, ten years later. So um, yeah. yeah, I'll take all the credits, all the infamy. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I remember how you brought it up. We it was the Wii U was unveiled at E3, and everyone's like, what is this accessory for the Wii? And I remember Andrew watching and I were talking about. Yeah, and Andrew, and then we went and got lunch, and Andrew and I wouldn't stop talking about it, and you just turned to us and just go, can you guys just, like, do this on a podcast already? Like, you're talking about it anyways. Put a mic in here or something like that. So. <laughs> it was actually a very, like, passive aggressive yeah. nigel is just like why do you guys do a podcast man then and then i can I review it to go. <laughs> yeah. and so not that you. not that uh we were a part of it but i remember where the wii u was announced i was in our remembers. ap stat i <laughs> me and elvis were in ap stats when the wii u was announced oh. i remember that day clear Clear as day because uh, is it like a where were you? They have to raise their hand like teacher. I I need <laughs> no, a minute. No, and then I, you left I, think the room. It, I think it was like a, <laughs> I, I need a walk you because everybody was just walking around the room just talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Armando was there. We were like we were on IGN and we're like we're looking at it like where does the disc go? And we were just all confused by that thing. 
because they never showed <laughs> the actual console. They just showed the tablet. Yeah, yeah, it was super right. misleading. I mean, even yeah, it, was, it was in the video, but they never like acknowledged it. It was just there. I mean, even like Angel and I, who were just as yeah, like just Nintendo, like Nintendo focused then as now, just the Wii U. Yeah, basically. But yeah, we couldn't. We were saying they're like, this is a new system, right? Like we knew it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but we couldn't figure out like how how. <laughs> so, but yeah, now ten years later, here we all are. Uh, for everyone reference, that's we're talking three hundred two episodes later. Between the core show and random Nintendo slash quarantine chronicles, that's over twenty gigs of compressed voice streaming out of your speakers of us for a combined total of thirty five thousand seven hundred eighty nine minutes of talking. That's twenty four straight days, twenty hours, and twenty four <laughs> minutes. <laughs> that's just shy of a month of us total, talking. Though. How many hours total? I didn't calculate that. I just did, well, you what? can do math. Twenty four times twenty four by sixty. Like, what is well, okay, I'll pull out a calculator. Here we go. That's like I, 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 that. Yeah, why well, I can't believe days. Wait, no, I gave you minutes and work. days and hours and minutes. It's twenty four days. Yeah. Worth. Fine. Why you need yeah, I just want. I just. I, I just want the hours. Oh, okay. Again, translates to almost something. a full month. I thought Nintendo and a little bit of be, Nintendo. I guess because we record every other week, and I guess it's obviously ramped up more since we had random Nintendo. But yeah. I honestly expected it to be. I don't know why, but like in the thousand hours, because you know Smash has only been out for Ultimate for how many years? Three. Uh, and two? That, no, three. Yeah, and that has like about nine hundred hours on it. I, don't know, I just thought this would be. We've definitely put in more than nine hundred oh, hours. I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. So, oh god, yeah. yeah. Some of those recording sessions were definitely like double or triple that because one time it was almost double or was double the Rhythm Heaven night that we actually had to re-record. Oh that man, episode. that was. Yeah, that was in Maybe that's one to bring up later when we get to that. Set. Yeah, that was in 2012, but we, we went to an event. We did, had some drinks. We sobered up. We came back. It was like 2 a.m. We're like, we need to record. And then we almost lost. <laughs> we had to redo the whole thing, I think. So it was like 4 a.m. when we were done or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah, on average, we've done like hour and a half, two hour episodes. But our longest one, it turns out, they're usually the E3 ones. But one of our absolute longest outside of E3 or one where like a direct intersects with financials was... You guys, uh, Angel and Kevin, talking about Last of Us Part Two on Quarantine Chronicles for like an hour straight. The whole episode is two hours and thirty four minutes. The only thing that's topped that literally is like some of our E three shows. So, which um, <laughs> I think our longest was two forty five or something like nearly three hours. That's the length of like Eternals. So that's that's a, that's a meaty podcast. But anyway, over the years with all that uh, talking and things, we also did. You know, we went through three different theme Stop. songs. Four if you count Nintendo's. Five, if you count Charles Martinet doing an intro for us as Mario. We went through four Nintendo consoles, the tail end of the Wii, the 3DS, the Wii U, the Switch. I don't even want to think about how much money we spent on Nintendo products in that 10-year frame. But, um, you know, within all of that stuff going on, there are, of course, favorites that came along with all this and a lot of experiences. And I think collectively, this group here, we've done a lot from attending Comic-Cons and E3s to launch events to tournaments to... Rhythm having events where they served alcohol, like we were just saying, to, you know, just hanging out and having game nights. Like, I still uh, pretty distinctly remember the big Nintendo Land get-together we did, like, that Thanksgiving weekend when it first came out. So, I guess to sort of kick it off with some retrospective, I'm curious if you guys have any particularly fond or favorite memories, be it doing Nintendo things to collectively somewhere or just a game you had or, you know, what are some of your, like, Nintendo highlights these past 10 years in terms of events or memorable moments? Don't all jump in at once. <laughs> Let's have one of our special guests go up for. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll go. I think you know, when it comes to the group, I've probably played the least amount of Nintendo games and have like owned the least amount of Nintendo 
like consoles. I mean, if you look at the past 10 years, the only thing I've had is like a switch. Um, so I think for me, like the switch has been like the biggest thing to like get me back into gaming. Like I used to be roommates with angel in college and obviously Jason was there too, but like, I had an Xbox 360 and I got like that towards the tail end of its, you know, life cycle and I got all the cheap games. So like the switch was like the first game to like our first system where I like actually bought it at full price. And it even made me money. It, it even made, it made me money. It made me money. <laughs> Remember five bucks, five bucks from Jason. Oh God. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, that is right. You know, I'm net positive on this thing. There you go. Um, all fun fact for all the viewers. Um, we went to Comic-Con one year. The first year the Switch was out, we all had one. We were looking to play Splatoon 2, which was coming out. We had to download it. Uh, so we were trying to connect to the internet, or at least the hotel Wi-Fi. And I was very adamant that you could connect to a Wi-Fi network, that you needed to go to a, what, a splash page to connect. Like, splash page comes up, you click, I agree to your terms, blah, blah, blah. Jason was very adamant that you could not, like, very adamant. Adamant enough to bet $5. And yep. lost. And every Comic Con since, there's that five dollars in Nigel's in badge holder signed by me. Mm-hmm. So he remember, yeah. So he reminds me of the time I got the Nintendo thing wrong. And that's Great my greatest Switch memory. You know, that was my greatest Switch memory. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I mean, mean no, well, well, hold on. There is another. You you've messed with me a few times with Nintendo stuff. <laughs> Honestly, there's that. There was uh, when we hung out with Kit and Krista from Nintendo Minute at that hotel suite. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, the hotel suite with a bunch of kids, and we were, like, yeah. the adults. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah we were that. playing. That was a great one. They were playing yeah. uh, Super Mario Maker 2. You guys got to re-say that again? I'm sorry, you were hanging out with what? A bunch of kids? <laughs> yeah, were, so, were you guys um, college students at this point? No, this was, like, no, 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 this last was, year. Like, this, this is, like, 2019. Oh, Jesus This is the last Comic-Con. Yeah, so we um were – Nintendo Minute was doing, like, an in-Comic-Con – at Comic-Con event, you know, Kit and Krista from Nintendo Minute, and – um. I feel like the the podcast has cro- crossed paths with Kit before. He actually helped us organize an interview with a, a Breath of the Wild voice actor, Sean Chiplock, like years ago. But either way, they were doing a thing. We're like, let's just sign up. It's first come, first serve, whatever. And um, we go Which up for our there. viewers, I'm very good at making Jason do Oh, yeah. Viewers. So I was like, eh, we don't need to. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm always like, like do Jason, it. Just do it. He, Nigel's a very persuasive and a very like positive energy. Like it's hard to say no. So, so we go do it and we go up there. That's and it's a, a bunch of kids. weird way to preface the story. Nigel's very convincing. You can't say no. Yep, yep. But anyway, so we 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 do go up there and it's a bunch of kids mm-hmm. and Kit and Krista and they're like it's everyone's working on a level. Uh, ultimately, go up. On, uh, I at that point the game was out for a week and I at that point had only played other people's levels. I haven't met. I didn't mess with the tools yet. So Nigel's like, like they're passing around the controller, and Nigel's like, Jason will do it in front of all these children, <laughs> and I could not oh for the life of me. I was like, I don't know the guy. Or roasting him, roasting him. Like pass it to me. Nah, dude. Nah, I'm cool, man. Okay. Yeah, and then I think like, a kid, a kid was like ready to take the controller out of Jason's hands. Oh, he was hand. That's how yeah, bad he's like, was. Because I didn't try that. Coached it. So yeah, so that was a that was a memory. <laughs> yeah, that's almost as bad. I mean, speaking of Comic Con, might as well keep it rolling. But uh mm. I remember like Elvis, um, Jason and I, we were watching Jason demo Hyrule Warriors. That's the one I was gonna say. <laughs> but I mean, you, you're probably better off telling it because I might remember this remember part. But I remember he was just doing terribly, and basically like the dude that was like hosting. Well, you know, watching the people do the demo. The, the, the demo, demo. representative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the demo rep. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, this is like the worst performance I've seen." But he's like, "You're the only person to die." 
That's straight yeah, up what he, he said to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, in in he my defense, interesting for him. He never thought he'd see anyone fail the demo. <laughs> yeah, he's having the time of his life, so he's That's welcome, right. really. But um, no, the reason I feel like I'm just sitting here defending my gamer crib credibility, but that really is what ten years of this podcast is. So uh, the the reason uh, that happened was he didn't tell me that you could use uh, Z targeting in Hyrule Warriors. Oh, and I went you in Z target in a 3D Zelda game. I didn't know I could Z target in Which a Dynasty Warriors spinoff. I thought I was thinking because it's Dynasty Warriors, it's not gonna work like that. No? I mean, how, how how much of a vet are you in Dynasty Warriors? You're like, oh, Dynasty Warriors don't have Z targeting. And I thought, well, gonna try. It, no, it's more like the guy never said it. So I assumed it wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy enough explanation. Like know. he gave me every other button except that one, so I just didn't know. I don't know. I don't know. I will say after that, anytime I demo an event or demo a game at an event for a little while, like the next year or so, I'd always be like super conscious of who's watching me play because I was like, what if I forget the button again at some other game? So you guys actually like ruin demos for me for a brief period of time even though you had nothing to do with it so i don't know why <laughs> like, <we didn't> play. <laughs> but yeah yeah but um there's also the time speaking of nigel being persuasive that we we one of the cool things we got to do collectively is we went to this wii u like pre-launch party thing it was like september before it came out like two months before it came out and they took over like a sound stage in hollywood and we actually did a contest and one of our listeners came along which was kind of cool but um they had uh well, what was the singing game on Wii U? The karaoke game was it called Sing? I think we it was sing, called sing like the movie. It was a we, very basic. Yeah, but um, they had like a room where you could do karaoke, and I'm not wanting to do karaoke. And sure enough, Nigel dragged me in, and I think we did "Call Me Maybe." Right? Does that sound right? Yeah, we did. Call me, yeah, yeah, that was the song of the, the summer. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, but yeah. So was Yeah, yeah, we had it for about uh nine months at that point. Oh damn. But yeah, I feel I feel like all these stories are like making me look bad. Are there any stories or any fun memories from events that you guys have that don't necessarily directly involve me? Possibly, Angel. Do you have anything, Kevin? Sorry, man. Anyone? Cool. So I'm the centerpiece of the story of the memories. Well, I remember. I think you know. I think one of my some of my favorite memories, at least over the last ten years, always watching Angel play Smash Brothers and kick all these nerds' butts at Comic Con. That was always fun. Mm-hmm. Because that's not Switch though. That's more like Wii, I guess. Right? Was that on the Wii or the GameCube? Something like that. Yeah, which version oh, did you end up playing the most? Like overall, or at these events? At these events? Oh no, it was definitely the Switch version for the last three years. Before that, it was the Wii U version. Oh, there you go. Okay. So it was like the Wii U and then the Switch one. Once that one became available, but basically the same game. Basically, but, that, but that's been such a core part of your experiences, though. It's like different tournaments at different events, even E3. Oh well, yeah, I, I mean, I, no, yeah, I mean, there, there was definitely a tournament that, that came about for the podcast that I don't think I would have entered as many. The Smash Brothers. The Smash Brothers ones, maybe you could probably say I probably still would venture those, but I definitely would not have bothered going to the Long Beach Convention Center to participate in the the regional Pokemon tournament. Right. Um, I forgot the full name of it, but that was really fun. I mean, I won five out of my nine games or something like that, but I didn't qualify any higher because I lost the first four or the first three like back to back. Then I won one, then I lost one, and then I won the last three. Or four or whatever. So, you know, like, the ratio, like, by then, because it's um Swiss format, you know, you're just going to be paired with, like, the people who lost and then that lost. And, but it was fun. And I know I wrote an article about that. And, I mean, definitely I can't not mention um, Rhythm Heaven. Like, that that event probably wouldn't have been on my radar if it wasn't for the podcast as well. Because we were kind of on the look... Uh, we were always on the look for these, like, just random pop-up events. Just any Nintendo event. Or video game related. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went to the Street Fighter art gallery. Um, we went cool. to the PlayStation All Stars 
preview the rhythm heaven preview we, on the same building i believe as well don't forget and then the regret also... thing was also there but that wasn't nintendo related but you oh, know right. it was also, i made it was pretty popping for a couple years and then nothing it's still there they just yeah they don't do that yeah but but, but nothing that like appealed to us right away don't forget the time we went to um a random bar to play Tetris. Do you remember that? Yeah, where we're we like won Elvis' to... red 3DS, yeah. Yeah, Elvis has a 3DS because of you us were? going to cover Tetris at an oh, event. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah, we, we went to, like, it's a bar. It's supposed to be like this Tetris pop-up. I don't really know what the idea on Nintendo's end was. Actually, you, you finish your story, and then we'll circle back to that one. You're going to talk with them. It was just a... Oh, I was just talking about the bar. No, yeah, there was just a 50-50 chance. Like, they asked me and, like, four or five other people with trivia questions. Well, one mm-hmm. trivia question, really. They just said, like, on the original Tetris for Game Boy, which button, it, like, which button will rotate the the tetrimino clockwise? Oh, so it's and, <laughs> Yeah, so, like, without even knowing the answer, like, I just immediately, like, raised my hand just to, like, be the first one to get a chance to respond. That's smart. And, and then I just said, hey, like, it was just a guess. And they're like, you got it. And I'm like, cool. Like, I was like. That's so smart. That's <laughs> the best question yeah. I could have asked. To be clear, there was a total of four or five people at the event. So it was everyone participating. Because that was the weirdest. Like, I don't know what they were necessarily thinking with that. But it was like, come play Tetris in 3D in a bar. Like, who who were they appealing to? Was Kit there? Kit, what? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Kit crossing paths with us, that was before he became, like, a public face at Nintendo. Yeah. He was just a PR person then. And he was just, like, hanging out in the corner. Because, again, nothing was going on. It was, like, we were the only two there for a while. It was, like, us and some candle lit 3D at. Do you ever send them like a letter just saying or yeah, like, admit, somewhere and be like, that. I'm proud of you, dude. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've, I've talked to him at E3 and stuff. And when I awkwardly couldn't play Mark, um, oh. I have his email. You pat him on the shoulder and you're like, I, I knew you could do it. I'm like, hey, remember when you were in that dark bar sitting by yourself watching people play uh, Tetris Effect by Candlelight? I knew you'd make it beyond that one day. Yeah, no, I've never, never said that to him. <laughs> but but uh, Rhythm Heaven. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, I mean, Rhythm Heaven was cool. I mean, by by that point, I was already like neck deep into Rhythm Heaven. Um, the DS one had already been out for many years. Um, we knew that Wii one was coming eventually, but it was released in Japan early. And I remember the September that it came out in Japan. Um, we found a way to play the Japanese version. We played well. I played that one to death. And of course, when the American version came out the following February, um, yeah, that's when we went to that event and. Managed to play all those mini games again, but by that point I already had basically mastered them, and we managed to get a couple freebies. Oh, like I mean, the shirt was really awesome. That was the one I guess that they actually gave us it to us. Everything else, uh, yeah, we just managed to get what we can get. We couldn't get a pillow. I mean, a plushie <coughs> that people just took. By the end of it, everyone stripped everything. Like yeah, it was like decorations. a feeding frenzy by the end. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think someone just asked like, "Are they doing anything with these things?" And they're like, "Oh no, we're just gonna throw them away." And I think as soon as someone heard that, they're like, "Yeah, I'm taking this like seal pillow or plushie." <laughs> it's it's mob mentality, end. you know. Like once one person does yeah, it, and then when we thought that like things were going, and like all that was left was just like earphone magnets or headphone magnets. Uh, I... You know, we just we just took them. I think I think we're past stature limitations. Stature limitations. On, yeah, yeah, on those times. So I think we could. But yeah, we might have some contraband <laughs> some rhythm having <laughs> contraband um yeah and it's funny because of that technique that i guess we developed uh and we ended up with a couple other headphone magnets from when dude you start taking oh, like everything <laughs> you took them from a phoenix right booth you took them from a monster hunter booth you took them from i wasn't gonna hitman but yeah i wasn't gonna say which ones but yeah well uh square enix slash idos and capcom here's your man come get him he's right here 
Funny but this is all like in the early that they're compatible with. Which no, that's the worst part. They're just like random faceplates that don't do anything. Yeah, they're just on a metal cabinet, which is fine. I mean, they're always on display. I've always wondered what those were. Yeah, see, they're, they're, they're literal video, <laughs> they're video game event I contraband. I look at them like, hey, that's cool. I've never seen any kind of merch like this before. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not really merch. See, like see, a big-ass <laughs> magnet slash button. <laughs> What happens is when you do a podcast, kind of like, oh, I'm, um, you feel like powerful. You feel like you have some star power and you can do what you want and steal headphone things. It's just how it goes. Because yeah. that was in like the you first two years. And you're like, yeah. like, whoa, I thought I was going to get caught. Let's get another one. <laughs> it was all, it was all very early foreshadowing of what would happen with like 10 years later where one person does it, then another person does it. The next thing you know, no one's house to work. It the turned heck? out there wasn't a need to rush it. Like there wasn't a need to take the CO pill. And were they stealing it? They were just buying it in bulk, right? Yeah, but the, the idea of like, oh, once they get like the, oh, someone's doing it, I need to do it too, like the mad dash. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. But, yeah. So would you say that was your favorite your favorite uh, Nintendo event, Angel, or favorite Nintendo memory was stealing uh, headphone faceplates? No. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would say probably the Rhythm Heaven. Just because that felt kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, just because of how little, I guess, notoriety Rhythm Heaven gets from Nintendo right. outside of like the release window. So just the fact that they even got any attention and they were like blasting the music and you know showing the game and giving us little posters and t-shirts. I mean that was cool. I mean you know also also I mean, can't have to admit it feel kind of special going to like that curtain that they would usher us to to play the Wii U and then going back and taking off the the wristband because I was able to take it off my wrist and kill it to other people. Oh, at Comic Con, yeah, the first Comic Con, the Comic Con Nigel was at. Yeah, they they mm-hmm. had the mysterious Wii U room that was really just behind a curtain. And yeah, it was a wristband based. That's right. I don't but, remember how we ended up But you know, this is this is a lot of. It's it's been a wild rest at least. Yeah, yeah. What about uh Elvis? Kind of. What about you guys? Is there? I know you've been to a slightly smaller number of events overall, but you've definitely done done some stuff. Anything stand out? Uh, I mean, you, you guys definitely hit all the ones that I I was I had in mind, like the like the LA event where mm-hmm. we all took the photo with a somewhat of a Nintendo pillow holding a Nintendo pillow. That was the Wii U, right? Oh, the Wii U, the Wii U event. event, yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny room, is... Um, did we get an that day? We did, right across the street on Sunset. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. It's like every... <laughs> yeah, got a glowing endorsement for Arby's on a recording. <laughs> I don't remember eating there. It was nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the time we... Uh, that, just because it's Donkey Kong, that they took over, like, the zoo. And oh, they had, like, yeah, the LA Zoo. Them. Yeah, that was that that's was an interesting a, one. That's for yeah. a 3ds game. Yeah, mm-hmm. They had the barrels where they were getting the. Bar- oh, it's for tropical whatever. Yeah, it was, it was Donkey Kong. It, no, it's uh DK. It's Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D on the 3ds. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, they uh, it, cool. for, to clarify for everyone listening, they had the DK barrels at a demo stage. It's not like they put the barrels with the live gorillas. That would be a bit much. But, I feel we, like we, we didn't see that. that, but they did have barrels like. In their in their thingy, and they had like oh right, they did the photo op. That's right. Never mind. That's literally what they did. No, they had like live. No, that's what I'm saying. They did the photo op for the press, not for us. They did it with the day. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. like press gotcha. photo. Yeah, that was a cool. It, it's yeah. funny because there's so many little ones we got. Like that one, they even enter my mind. But that's like kind of a more interesting, unique. Not in the way that Rhythm Heaven was in a different way, but kind of a unique like, niche sort of event. Um, nothing beats the first time. We played Mario Kart VR in Japan. That was super cool. Oh, that was literally all you guys but me, huh? 
<laughs> like literally all four of you but me right kevin you were there no, weren't you? i wasn't there i wasn't there because i was hung over from the night before oh, you're in japan kevin united we stayed I, yeah, I, I was in, in japan when that happened but i was not yeah. part of the vr experience he was way closer than you were gilbert took the the ticket instead right right <laughs> how did you like mario kart vr elvis like it how does it compare in your mind to like real mario kart or real to the normal games <laughs> Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely its own thing, yeah. Compare, it's, it's really weird to compare them. And you could do one competitively. Those ones, definitely more for fun. More like a ride. But, but it's definitely cool to see, like, Wario next to you, all super huge. Mm-hmm. Puts the little things into perspective. You get to see thwomps and enemies. We still haven't, ever since it came here, we haven't even done it. I think, actually, now I think about it, we went, Angel, didn't we? To the LA, to the one down Don't in Irvine. Familiar. Did we go with Esther and Fabian? Yeah, and Victor. Hey, everyone listening at home, take a shot every time you hear a name you I remember the one in drunk Japan. in five minutes. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, I think I remember the, doing it in Japan, but I better remember the one we did with you. Wow! Wow! <laughs> okay. Nice. Great. All right. Well, in Japan, like, wasn't also like someone who barely won by throwing an item? Oh, oh yeah, that was, uh, yeah. that was me. I didn't want to say too much. I didn't want to say. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to rub it in. No, yeah, I, I barely <laughs> lost. Yeah. Last quarter, I grabbed a green shell and threw it at Angel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> It's pretty. It was actually really. <laughs> yeah, I remember something cool happening. Yeah, yeah, it's cool that you could like make the characters gesture so you could see like Luigi flip, <laughs> or you know, or just like trying to like do the I don't know, shaking their fist at you. I guess you never seen Luigi, mm-hmm. maybe not Mario. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo's golden boy. <laughs> what, what about you, Kevin? Good what, what events or moments have you you know stand out all these years later? The immediate one that came to my mind was when you got me into E3, the year that they had that huge uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, Ooh. Uh, what was it? It was just like a... It was technically a booth, but it was, more like a, it was like a themed land. It was like a hall, like, almost. Yeah. They, I well, mean, it was in... Probably not not a hall, but... Like they set a, up like, like a giant, basically, enclosed ballroom of sorts with no ceiling. Like they they fenced in the yeah. booth entirely, and it was like you were in Hyrule, sort of. Yeah, so that's the one that really comes because like I I remember being in that room where I, I did they show the trailer before they let us out like yeah because like you're in you line in. before you they went in you into like this little theater room and they uh, it was a really cool room it was like dark it it was basically the chamber where uh, Link wakes up in Breath of the Wild right mm-hmm. or it was like similar to that yeah so that was really yeah. cool and then the doors open and then you. You know, you go into that little area, that huge area. Uh, that was really cool. And then the other one that came to my mind next after that, and it's weird because both of these are with Jason, where me and Jason waited in line to try Smash 4 at a Best Buy in Culver City. Yep. And so that we could get those. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. We did that a couple times. Cool, yeah. yeah. Those are interesting. Or go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I remember we were there. We had our 3DSs. We were like street passing with people. Eventually, we got to oh, play the game. Oh, that's right. I used to play with Justin Williams. Yeah, and then uh, we played the game. I got trounced. I think Jason won his round, right? Yeah, I did. It's the only time I've ever won. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I remember that. And funny enough, that we got the coins, the, the little golden. Uh, coins with the smash logo mm-hmm. i retrofitted that into a belt that Ooh. i was going to use not not like actually use but 
it was more going to be for like shindigs and parties for like smash trainings that we would have and we just pass around the belts. I still have it here. I'll I'll send you guys a photo. That's but, uh, cool. I didn't know yeah. you did that with the belt. What a cool way to like, yeah, turn into something more me, special. Let me walk away real quick. I'll uh, send you yeah, guys you, a photo. You do your thing. While, you, while you do that, I was going to say um, I feel like those Best Buy Nintendo like, – so th- for those who don't remember from our many years ago, um, Nintendo used to do E3 at Best Buy. So E3 was still close to the public at that point. But Nintendo wanted to let people try demos, so they would take over like however many Best Buys around the country and do these demo events where you stand in a long line, you play one round of a game, and you're done. They didn't bring in extra demo units usually. They didn't even like have enough employees. They just, you know, let people stand for four hours to play 10 minutes of Pikmin 3 or Mario Kart and then you cycle out. And if you want to play the other game, you get back in the line and wait four more hours. But what was cool about the LA one, the Culver State one that we went to for Smash that Ken was saying, and Angel, you probably remember this, is one of the years we went, some of Nintendo's lead developers were like, let's go see what the real like commoners think of these games and actually like took a van over from E3. So we're sitting there playing like, you know, Pikmin or Mario Kart or whatever, and then, like, there's, like, the producer of the Mario series, not Mimo, the uh, Tanabe or whatever his name is, and there's, you know, Kono, who's in charge of Mario Kart and Nintendogs, and, like, there's the guy that's in charge of Pikmin with, like, a little Pikmin badge on his shirt, and it's like, whoa, these are, like, like big-name people at Nintendo that have determined the course of so many of their games and choices they made and that sort of thing. Like, like the Mario producer I mentioned, like, he basically is in charge of all 2D Mario. And then, oh, and then... um. I'm blanking on his name, but the guy who hosts the Nintendo Directs now from Japan, the uh, the head of their software, he was there because he was just promoting Mario 3D World, and he was, like, doing weird cat poses, and he was wearing, like, cat ears, and yeah, like, all these people that are now, like, big movers and shakers at Nintendo, or some of which already were, just, like, came and hung out and, like, took photos and chatted as best they could, and, you know, it was really kind of, like, this cool, sort of weirdly intimate thing, even though it was, like, a four-hour line of people to see it, just because they were just kind of moseying around without security, without any sort of, like, attention. Obviously, if Miyamoto showed up, it wouldn't have worked. But, like, having the kind of, like, second layer of Nintendo people, some of which have now moved on up, it, it, was, it was a very cool experience and very kind of unique and surprising that even happened. Like, you, you remember that, right, Angel, when we did that and we bumped into, like, all of them? Oh, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. And that the time where you guys saw, or, like, some fan, since since he was fluent in, Japan, in Japanese, he was able to talk to one of the dudes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think you, yeah, you were with us, right? I was picture in Japanese. Yeah. No, yeah. I wasn't there. Uh, Angel was telling me. Right. Yeah, yeah, because someone was having a full conversation. I remember, because I couldn't have a full conversation. I went, the Pikmin guy, I pointed to, he had, like, a, like a patch of, like, Pikmin art. And I was just like, oh, Pikmin, I love that game. And he's just like, thanks. And that's about as much as I could say. Like, I didn't know anything better, but but yeah, but it was cool to like meet them and everything. Yeah, um, and there's lots of opportunities like of the Eddie having the chance. We all at Comic Con met Charles Martinet, voice Mario multiple times. He did a voicemail for you, didn't he? All this, yeah, yeah, he did. He he recorded. It's probably exists somewhere. Oh, that was one, another thing I was going to mention. Yeah, of favorite memories. But uh, uh, yeah, he I asked him to do a a voicemail for me as Wario, and then I kind of felt bad because after that. <laughs> uh, people saw that like oh shit like he's do- oh he's doing um voice overs for people yeah we kind of double that, him because you did that and then i put in the ram nintendo intro record and that kind of kinda just started a snowball of mm-hmm. people just asking requests and then but, do you remember, do you remember yeah. a couple years later when like he came around he's like i can't do voice recordings for anyone and we're like oh that <laughs> yeah, was <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, did right. that oops <laughs> <laughs> our bad <laughs> yeah he must have remembered us too because i remember uh, Nigel was awesome enough because he, he oh, didn't yeah. take a game. He didn't take anything to get signed. So I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I don't want to look like that person that has like a bunch of things. So like, I just gave Nigel Mario Galaxy two, 
and I cannot hold on to. I already <laughs> forgot what other game I had. And, and, and Nigel goes first, and he like personalizes it. He puts Nigel's Nigel's So yeah, and then he signs it. So it's like Nigel's Mario Galaxy. So yeah, we were just like laughing afterwards, and then they're like, "Oh, sorry," but like, "Oh, it's all good." So I mean. The game just has like a post-it over Nigel's name, and it just says "Angels." But <laughs> the rest of the signatures there. That's awesome. <laughs> and we all have his headshot. Yeah, we all have a signed headshot. Yeah, we do have his headshot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's so funny because, like, you know, there's so many years of these events, and they all kind of at some level blur together. But we've been very fortunate, even just within Comic Con, you know, or whatever, or going to a Wii U launch thing. Like, even the Wii U launch thing, like we mm-hmm. we did that as a group and had a great time. They did the same thing for the Switch. I went solo to that. In concept, it was just as good, if not better, in terms of the production of it. But just like the right moment, the right people, the right experiences. There's no karaoke at the Switch one. Like it, it's lined up very favorably. That you know, even as fans, we've had really. We're obviously everything will be like, oh, that's cool. Like there are really cool moments we gotta be part of. Or that I think you know, I won't say we take for granted, but it is nice to every so often reflect and be like, oh yeah, that happened. Like that was really cool. Like we had that moment mm-hmm. that so many fans would like die to experience. Uh, I don't. Is Kevin back was- by the way? <laughs> Oh yeah, I've been back. Oh hi, hi. Did you find your belt? Uh, yeah, I, I posted the picture in the oh uh, I right group that we're I, a part uh, of. I have my phone. See it. I, can't even I, never, I never knew you that existed or you had that. that yeah, that, really? really. That is pretty cool. And so you made your own like wrestling belt, except sort of not, but kind of yeah. Yeah, it's essentially just a just a, like a fix to a belt buckle. Maybe we can use that whenever we do drunk oh, Mario you, party. You yes. put that on the. Wait, oh no, it's the coin that you put. Yeah, it's the coin that we got at the uh oh, at the yeah, coin. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I thought it was like a like a belt buckle, like a like the whole. It was a whole thing. Oh no, we have. Oh no, 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 So it's official. Would you wear that to a wedding? <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's I, good, that's it actually runs. Snug. It actually, yeah, it it runs really small. So like, it will it will <laughs> will not be able to be used by me. Maybe one of you two. I mean, like the like the coin just is like the perfect size circle. Oh yeah, it's like. Uh, yeah, it looks... worked out really well. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We will put that picture of that belt in the blog post for this episode, so people can see what we're talking about. <laughs> so check the blog post cool. around com. Anyone listening? Um, but yeah, I guess I mean we kind of talked about events, but and Nigel, you actually touched on this right at the top. The Switch kind of getting you back into the Nintendo fold a bit more directly. Um, would you say? I mean, I guess it's your only one you've owned in the last ten years, but would, it's it's is it a favorite of yours now at this point? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of like looking back at it, I was like kind of just reviewing some of the questions he had. And I mean, you know, I think for me, it was like the perfect console at like the perfect time, you know, it was mm-hmm. like five years ago. I was in my mid twenties. Now I'm just old. Uh, but I was like traveling a lot. I was getting busier with work. So I didn't really have time to like sit down and commit time to like playing on a console and like, you know, really dedicating as much time as I used to when I was younger. So like to have a switch, it was great to be like, Oh cool. Like I can play a full fledged Mario Kart while I'm like, on a plane going to Japan and getting my ass kicked by one of my best friends, or, <laughs> you know, I can go, you know, you know, have these like full console esque experiences on the go, which was awesome for me. So I think that's for me, at least the switch, just, you know, it's been only console I've owned in the last 10 years, really mm-hmm. uh, has been like that, that like special experience, at least for me, just to get back into gaming. Uh, as I think I said earlier, like, I used to have like an old 360 and I'd buy the $20 games and I'm spending like $60 on a game. So it, it, it's definitely had an impact when it comes to like 
getting me back into gaming and getting me back into being like a little more current when it comes to things like that. Right. Right. And even, you know, connecting with us, like, I mean, granted part of this was the pandemic, which hard to have a 10 year retrospective and not mention. Remember when the whole world shut down for like a year, but, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> but yeah, like, cause we all like collectively play knockout city now. And like before that, a lot of us did Splatoon and, and, and before that, even I know like you and Angel did like virtual game nights with like Mario Kart and stuff. So like, I feel like it, it's funny that I feel like it, the Switch and just gaming in general brought the group together in a way that wasn't there before. And even though we're further apart now than we were in like, you know, the immediate years after college or whatever, physically. So it does have that advantage as well. Um, what about the rest of you guys? What, what would you say your favorite system is in these last 10 years of Nintendo? You know, 3DS, Wii U, Switch. Among Nintendo mm-hmm. consoles, right? Yes, among Nintendo. I mean, if you want to randomly shout <laughs> out a PlayStation because you work there, sure. But yes, among Nintendo consoles. What makes you say 3DS, Ellis? Uh, I just had a lot of great games from what I remember. Yes. <laughs> okay. If you include the last 10 years, 3DS definitely had a lot of just kept coming back. I mean, I still came back to it. Like last year, or was it the year whenever I played Metroid 2? And then even then, I was still playing. I mean, I still always go back for Rhythm Heaven every couple months. I still go Metroid 2, though I'm not playing. Probably I'm always, give it to I'm the always Switch, a big but... fan of Nintendo Portables. Yeah, I think that's what the Switch did so well, though, right? Is like it is. Like the Nintendo Portables always felt kind of like their kind stronger of. one, but it also has all the pros of being a console. To Nigel's point, like it's it is like the perfect marriage. Like they they no nail the execution. The, the 3ds feels. It's still kind of. Feel, I wish like there's still like a a a first. No, not like a first party. Like a a definitive portable second system that Nintendo usually has. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 3ds was the pinnacle. The Switch of that. doesn't feel. The Switch doesn't feel as personal as 3ds does because you know like between the badge arcade and all like the way you could customize the whole menu, yeah, yeah, yeah. street pass, the, the folders, mm-hmm. street pass, like it felt more. The, like the a, console itself was its like little thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Switch is it's just a. It's not, it's not <laughs> That's true. Right. That is true to some like even the fact that you know they haven't the introduced anything beyond decoration. like a light mode and a dark mode. Yeah, yeah, like, it, it's been five years. Like the most personalization you get is your avatar <laughs> and. Yeah, it's kind of. Plus, I feel like it's kind of fragile too. Like, I think, like you know, I I didn't have a 3ds, but like I played on my sister's DSs and stuff, and like those were like portables where you could just like throw it in your bag and have to worry about it. I feel at least like with a Switch, and maybe it's not the same with the Switch Lite, but like a Switch, it's like I don't know. I feel like I can't really be too careless with it, you know? Yeah. Like, like oh, Joy-Con's gonna point off. Like you can't really just yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting that like there was, I think when the Nintendo went from the Wii U 3DS era to the Switch era, there was... I mean, anyone else listened to the show for the last 10 years knows there were, Nintendo pivoted. Like, they're an IP-first company now. They care more about their characters, getting people in the door, and then they could play different games on mobile, on console, whatever. But, like, there was a moment there where those were, like, peak Nintendo, like, quirky, weird, but, like, they knew what they were. There were these things that you could just toss around. They are kind of Fisher-Pricey in some ways in terms of build quality, but, like, it did what it needed to do. It was cert- super quirky... With all the personalization stuff, like Badger Arcade would not make sense on Switch in that audience. Like it was so, it could work, but like it doesn't match mesh with like what the system was about and the identity of it. So there's definitely like a moment where it switched, no pun intended. And I feel like yeah, the 3DS, the DS, the Wii U, Miiverse, you know, something like Miiverse. Like it definitely felt like Nintendo was very more thinking small scale, and then they went super broad and mainstream with the Switch. So if you prefer the like quirkier side of Nintendo, those systems. If you prefer you know, just the really good games, but nothing beyond that. Like, you don't need the quirk, you just need the games. The Switch is your go-to, but there, there's definitely, like, a 
turning point. Looking back now, you know, five years removed from that turning point. So, so it's interesting you that think, you guys are leaning more towards the old Nintendo. You think the era of having a like little sister con- portable console is over? I think honestly that they are considering the, the smartphone games to be kind of that. I think in Nintendo's mind, they're going the Switch is our bread and butter. We can get double the games on it because we have console and handheld all in one place. So they're the you know the the droughts they have are not as frequent because literally they have double the resources for one machine. And if you want like kind mm. of the on the go, you don't really need to like worry about it. You can toss it in your pocket. Just you have your phone on you anyway. Like even like something like Pikmin Bloom that we were just talking about a yeah, couple episodes ago. Yeah, I was about ago. to mention that. Yeah. I guess that does serve like the, the, the 3DS personalized stuff. Yeah. Like, cause, or, like the little gimmicky stuff. Exactly. And it's cust- and a phone is customizable in the same way that the 3DS was. You can change your background. You can make folders. Like it, it, it is like – I'm not saying it's um, that Nintendo's controlling your whole phone or making their own phone. I don't think they were going to do that. But like the idea of like this kind of more personal device kind of became mm-hmm. the phone and now they're just like, fine, we'll make the gaming machine. And we'll put the Nintendo stamp of quality on it and make all the cool games everyone loves, but, like, it's a gaming machine versus, like, this personal Nintendo thing. So, although... I also, I also like the fact that, mm. like, the 3DS is... Like, we're kind of forced developers to make a game around the gimmick of the two screens. And that's that's something I, I think is maybe why I miss most from the old Nintendo now that you mentioned it. I'm kind of curious if you guys agree, but um, definitely when Nintendo put gimmick first, it... Like, mm. gimmick first, it led to some really interesting kind of innovative kind of weird games but now like there are gimmicks quote unquote on the switch you have the ir reader you theoretically have like motion controls but how many games use those motion controls may be sure for aiming but how many like are using the ir reader how one two switch did where like you pretend to eat a sandwich by pointing yeah. it in your mouth like no one does that nintendo's moved past that and it, it's kind of it, it, i wouldn't say it sucks it but <laughs> yeah it's like it's missing another, a little like pretty bill mm-hmm even WarioWare on Switch, like, Get Together is weird inside WarioWare, but it doesn't do weird things with what the Switch can do, like every other WarioWare. Like, it definitely feels like they kind of turned a corner in terms of what they, what drives their true. game development. Um, which, again, it's just different eras. War- WarioWare was, like, about abusing the gimmick out of the console. Yeah, except even then with it, yeah, the, the gimmick just being co-op, essentially. Like the actual control mechanism. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean, like they didn't do the control in the same way that like the other ones did. Yeah, but like yeah, but like the Wii ones, they definitely incorporated mm-hmm. motion stuff. Yeah, and it's not necessarily a knock. It's just an, it's like Nintendo had a bit of a shift of perspective as they're trying to go broader and bigger, and clearly it works. The thing sold like ninety million. Nintendo's breaking me, but yeah, it's it's, it's we this show started with a very quirk with Nintendo coming off that mainstream and getting kind of. Almost out of necessity, more quirky because they had to cater to like their core fans because nothing was really selling. And then they were like, "Oh, we could go mainstream again." And when they did, they kind of dropped some of the quirk. Like maybe maybe they'll bring back some of it with because the Switch they want to turn into like a personal device to some degree. Like they're saying they want everyone in a household to have their own. So maybe that means wallpapers. Maybe that means you know something like that. But um, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be back to how the three D. Like we're never gonna have a meet guarantee or a street pass equivalent. Yeah. Probably it's just it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean. Where where do you stand on it, um, Kevin? Are you because you didn't? You, did you have a three DS? I feel like you. I feel like I ask you this all the time. You did not, right? I did no. I had a three DS. Oh, oh, which one did you have? Was it a DS? I didn't have a Wii U. Oh, Wii U. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wh- which side of the coin are you falling on? Do you prefer three DS or like more of the Switch these days? Like, what? Where? Oh, I mean the Switch. I I honestly didn't play too much out of my three DS aside from uh, Fire Emblem and Shimigami Tensei Four. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't really like Mario Kart Seven, so that didn't even get me into it. I played a little bit of Smash, but uh, as 
listeners of this uh, podcast know I'm not a good Smash player, so that didn't even get me into it. But I've been loving everything that I play on my Switch, at least. Yeah, it, it's funny because I came into this recording going, oh, the Switch is my favorite by far. But as we talked about it, I do kind of miss quirky Nintendo. There was something... And, it, it, you know, it's not just, like, the software. Like, even the way they did Nintendo Directs, the way they trotted out certain executives, also like, personalities, the way, like... Like, there is, like, this almost, like, pers... Not personal, but, like, this weird... It felt like we were more connected to Nintendo as a company in the first, let's say, five years of this show than now. Like, it felt like they tried more to cater directly to fans. That's, cause, again, out of necessity. But still, it... Yeah, it, it, they're more corporate now. Everything's more corporate. So... On the one hand, I think the Switch is a you know great idea, excellent execution. The games are really good. Nintendo's knocking it out of the park in that regard. But like, like the cult of personality around Nintendo's kind of gone, and that was super fun. In the at least for me, I mean, Angel, I don't know how you feel about it. You, you've been here since day one with me. Do you, did you do you feel that switch that pivot kind of have happened? Not too much. I mean, it's definitely gradual because I feel like I was mentioning earlier. I never really let go of the last console too much. Right, right. Um, it's just always kind of been there. There. And even on the Switch itself, just kind of playing some older stuff. I mean, it's also kind of hard for me, like, not to see the Switch as just a Smash Brothers machine sometimes. <laughs> like, after my like, oh, yeah, Metro Dread was on here. Like, that was really cool. But, and then I keep thinking, like, oh, yeah, Ace Attorney. Like, oh, wait, no, those there were two really good ones on the three good ones on the three on the 3DS. And you had 5, 6, and Laden versus. Plus, that's also where I played the Notary games, or at least two of them. And then, huh. I'm sorry, did you say the notary? Yeah, what are the notary games? Like legal? (laughs) Notary, notary. Oh, (laughs) notary. Gotcha, gotcha. I thought you were talking about Swap Note for a second. Zero Escape. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Swap Note. And I was like, oh, that was another quirky thing they used to do. Remember, we could pass notes to each other? Yeah, yeah, Swap Note was really cool. There was a way to. It was basically a way to animate. Oh, yeah, yeah, freaking Flip Note Studio. Studio 3D, yeah. That was a thing. All those weird little eShop games. The Switch? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Oh my god, yeah, like, don't even give me, like, I mean, that's where I discovered and really got into Way Forward because I played, um, Risky's Revenge because of the DS, no, was it DSiWare? Is that what it was? Yep, yeah, um, I think. Whichever the first one was, and then I got into Mighty Milky Way, Mighty Switch Force, Mighty Flip Champs, and then discovered Mutant Mud. It's like, I was definitely way more into indies in the 3DS sure. era than in any of the consoles. I remember, I mean, and even like the smallest stuff that Nintendo pushed out, like Pushmo was really cool, Kessel's Corridors, even Kerplunk. Like, there was just cool random little things or Attack of the Friday Monsters was a random cool game that was really fun. But, yeah, I don't know. There, like, there's just there's good stuff on the Switch, obviously, but I, I'm having like, a hard time rem- like, remembering some of the back of my head the way I'm right now remembering of, you know, remembering the 3DS ones. I forgot there was a Runner 3 on the Switch. I beat it, but <laughs> I remember Runner 2 more on the Wii U. And even and even more so, Runner One or the Runner Collection that I had on the 3DS because that was really cool. I mean, 3DS was also where I was way more into Pokemon. I, I mean, I'm gonna get Diamond and Pearl, but I mean, it's a remake. I'm doing it more for the Japanese practice and nostalgia's sake. I'm not really getting it to get competitive with it. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess that's where I am. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will, I will say it's it's interesting, like, cause you you've been. Obviously, with with me for this since day one, and Elvis, you were in the many of the early episodes. I feel so. Maybe you can relate to this too. But I feel like it is. It was a lot easier to cover a lot more stuff in a way, or not more stuff, but I feel like the coverage that we did in the 3ds and Wii U days, including all those little <laughs> games you said, 
versus now where there's like 6,700 games. That's an actual number, 6,700 games on the eShop for and the Switch. Play. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean like it, it <laughs> felt like because every little game was a big deal back then versus now where it's just like an, uh, the floodgates are open, like they did in a way well, feel a little more special. Well, not, back then. not every, but like indies were fewer and far between. There's still a lot of garbage. True. Yeah, like the, what was the one we played, Angel? Skunk, skunk Bundle on Wii U? Oh yeah, yeah. Skunk yeah, look that up sometime, folks. That that's a that's a nightmare of a game. But um, <laughs> no, but like I feel like every smaller release, every like it felt like we were it was more focused, even though there was still a lot of variety and still a lot of people involved. Like I, I don't know how better to describe, but it was it was more like intimate with the games. Like we had like the eShop updates meant something back in the day. Yeah, now it's just like oh, here's a port of some other thing from five years ago. Like I'm not, and it's not a diss. It's more variety is a good thing for the system, but like. For coverage of the system, we definitely have gone from being able to cover pretty much every announcement and every game because there were so few of them to now like really cherry picking and only doing like first party stuff a lot just because it's impossible to keep up. There's just so much. It's all kind of just this tidal wave, which might be why Angel, you're able to more like nostalgically personally connect with some of those games for just like the Switch where everything's there. Yeah, I mean it. I, I mean obviously, like you pointed out, like we probably knew like what wasn't the entire like library of 3ds games like at some point more so than the switch yeah. i remember i mean i enjoyed those two three weeks when the switch was out where i felt like i knew every single game in the eShop before that was gone and it's such a weird <laughs> nitpick like obviously more games is better you know there's more variety <laughs> more audience <laughs> options but but like for us it's definitely a different vibe. um well so what so here comes a hard question so we're talking about all these different games and all these different what would you guys say if you had to pick one or two games what would be your favorite games from the past decade on any nintendo platform should i go first while everyone oh, stews can't not say Ooh. smash brothers obviously i mean I'm ultimate i assume obligated. opposed like, to I, four. <laughs> uh yeah i mean ultimate definitely had like it's my favorite gameplay wise but four is probably i think it's probably the one i was like most really into i don't know ultimate getting there just because of like the new friends that we've made because of ultimate but i mean obviously that's 10 years i can't not mention with them having mega mix it's that yeah we'll leave it at that what what about uh nigel how about you i mean you mostly have the switch now so what would, but what was, what was your favorite oh man um it's tricky you know probably it's sounds pretty basic uh I'd probably say, like, Breath of the Wild. You know, I was never, like, a really Zelda fan. You know, I didn't really have any of the proper Zeldas and, you know, I never really played them on, like, the Wii or the 64 or anything else like that. But um, I remember when I first got the Switch, that was really, like, the only game that was out-out. You know, you still had to wait a little bit for, I think, Mario Kart. And you still had to wait for, like, Odyssey to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like to y'all's point, you know, there weren't that many games. So it was kind of easy to keep up. Um, but, yeah, I think probably just Breath of the Wild. It was just, like open world is easy to get around easy controls kind of easy to pick up uh it was a two-story intensive so you didn't have to like remember every single little detail um it's just kind of like just a fun adventure game and like i said you know i wasn't playing too many video games i kind of fallen off of playing video games so it was a it was an easy game for me to like jump in it was challenging enough it was fun enough to like not make me say oh this sucks and stop playing so i'd probably say breath of the wild and i remember just one time i was like playing like on my patio and it was raining outside and it was raining in the game and i'm like this is kind of cool i'm playing a console game outside in the rain this is nice <laughs> um that was just like one of those cool moments where you're just like oh shit. like you know i know exactly what you mean. Life, uh, art imitating life yeah yeah so um yeah i'd probably say breath of wall and then i think maybe two was like mario odyssey by the big one just because i never really played mario games either and i'm not really big on like collecting type games like that mm-hmm. like it's a fun platformer but you know 
you want to click the stars, you want to click this next thing. So that was one of those games that I never saw myself really getting into, but I had a, had a lot of fun playing. It was just, it just, it just works perfectly. Like controls, like it's just, you jump and you jump, you know, like it's not, you move left, you move left. You, I don't know. It just, it feel, it just felt perfect. I'm, I'm going to second that. Um, if I had to pick, I mean, ultimately for me, it's going to be Pokemon Go, which I can talk about later, but if I had to pick like a Nintendo made game, what? Mario Odyssey. Pokemon Go? Yeah, dude, it's like, <laughs> all right, fine, I'll explain. Well, first, let me agree with Odyssey real quick, because I was going to say that like, yeah. You have a Nintendo podcast? It, You're a host? It's, it's Nintendo affiliated. <laughs> but no, if, it, if we're talking yeah, Nintendo sorry, sorry, sorry. first party, yeah, I think, I think Odyssey. And like for me, like the nostalgia of going back to like Sunshine structure, the personality of the game, the world, like New Donk City, the Jump Up Superstar song itself, which, you know, not my all time favorite event, but it's really cool hearing that live at the Game Awards in person. Um, but yeah, like all of it just like, it just meshed really well. It was just a really cool experience. So I second Odyssey. Um, do I now need to explain Pokemon Go? I guess I should. Should I? Or do I just get, I can just, you can just judge me and we'll move on. I'll come back to it. <laughs> what about, what about you, Elvis? Favorite. Nintendo game from these past ten years? Yes, I I could hear you buying yeah, time. That is the question. <laughs> I could sense the time you're buying. <laughs> if if Jason know, wants to explain why, do you need to explain Pokemon Go while you think about it? A, yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, go for or or Kevin, how about you for Mario Party Island Total? There we go, game of the century. Is that really your answer? So many that, that game. It's a game, little, Mario Party Island. It's on the. Uh, that was a, that was a, that game was a game in college. It's a drinking game. That was a pretty fun one. Some cool 3D levels. Is it weird to anyone else that the new Mario Party, like, like Superstars, doesn't mm-hmm. actually address the 3DS games as if they're real? It's like, oh, this is the 11th Mario Party. And it's like, no. It's like the 14th. You didn't count the DS one. You didn't count the two 3DS ones. But they... Yeah, Mario Party DS was a full Mario Party with board yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. It's respect. so strange. Wait, so do they not count Super Mario Party as the 11th Mario Party? Oh, maybe it says 12. It, it counts everything excluding the handheld one. Which is gotcha. Yeah, doesn't make. It. But you sticking with we sticking with Island Tour, Elvis? <laughs> it's a perfectly valid answer. I'm just surprised. Mm, I mean, it was. A, it's a good one. That I know. Whenever I think about Elvis, I think, man, that boy loves him <laughs> some Mario Party Island Tour. And he has the back of the box really quote right there. You, it's a good one. <laughs> Kevin, how about you? We'll, we'll give Elvis a minute. <laughs> the first game that comes to mind is Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Mm, solid choice. Like I. I'm maybe maybe bad at the game compared to Elvis and Angel because they like to play the meta or whatever. You need to play the meta in any game. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> we're, what the we're, heck? we're not going. We're not going nowhere. This, but I don't think there's a there's a game that uh, brings me as much joy <laughs> playing that with like other with, like friends. Yeah. Plus rage. Yeah, Mario Kart is really good. And you guys know I love to rage. Oh, you love to rage. It's a signature. Your rants on the podcast are some of the best parts of it, honestly. <laughs> always always a good time as you rage away. I try to entertain. Yes, yes. Um, Elvis, do you have enough time now? Do you have an answer? Um, you forgot what you even had to think about, didn't you? <laughs> it's, I've played a lot of non-Nintendo games. <laughs> Binding of Isaac was on... Yeah, TV that counts. Is. Anything on a Nintendo platform, sure. <laughs> I, don't th- I mean, I'm saying Pokemon Go, so you can say anything, literally. <laughs> It's true, I guess, if I had played it on a Nintendo console, it would have been Binding of Isaac. How many times have you played through it? And what is it that you like about it? Uh, it's like any roguelike game. It has a lot of replay value. Kind of, kind of saves itself. And it's incredibly hard, too. It can be hard, so just trying to 100, 100% it, being a completionist, just that's already a hard thing to do. But 
it's not a boring thing to try. And I guess Mortal Kombat 11. It's on the Switch. It's on the Switch. It counts. That is on Switch. It's a different version, but it's there, and you're not that specifying, was, so we're good. <laughs> so can I say Kingdom Hearts 2 in that it's case? It's not yet on Switch, but you wait a year and yes. Not yet, okay. <laughs> okay, fine. It's a retrospective episode. Save that for the next 10-year podcast. Yeah, exactly. When we turn 20, Kingdom Hearts 2 all the way, Kevin. <laughs> all right, you got me. But I guess, I guess to explain my Pokemon Go thing, since I got some interesting reactions to that, I, I realize it's not, like, core Nintendo, but, like, what a, like, moment it was in time. Like, I don't know. I played that game for probably two or three years after it came out. I then eventually dropped it. But I, it was just so – like, combined something that I was so passionate about as a kid because I, I, before I was a Nintendo, I was a huge Pokemon – Pokeholic, whatever you want to call it, like, obsessive. Like, I bags upon bags of merch. I have, like, 3,000 Pokemon cards still. Like, I just – I was obsessed. And then to have it kind of reinvented in that way that kind of leveraged modern technology and still tied back to the original game. And it was also kind of like that moment where, where like, it was like a transitional moment for Nintendo 2. So just kind of like very new feeling as a Nintendo fan to do something that was like Nintendo, but not on their system, but their characters, but not quite like what you're used to. Like, it was just a lot of newness at once that tied perfectly into nostalgia and then had the social layers on top. I mean, I still remember the weekend it came out. We all happened to get brunch, or at least a lot of us did. And then we ended up walking around downtown Culver City for like two hours just catching Pokemon in Pokemon Go. And like all of us were doing it. Everyone downtown was doing it. Like waiters were like coming out of restaurants being like, oh, there's a Vulpix around the corner. And like telling us like it was such a unique communal gaming like moment that I don't think I ever quite experienced before. And I don't think it's ever going to quite happen again in that same way. Uh, that it's just like it, it, if I think of one like defining gaming thing for me in the past decade. Pokemon Go, like, hands down. I mean, I even the fact that, like, all my coworkers and I would, like, ditch work and go, like, do gym battles and stuff, like, it was something that, you know, you don't think about gaming necessarily having that role in, in you know, people aren't going to say bring their consoles to work if they do, like, maybe do a Smash tournament, but whatever, but having, like, everyone just, like, have the game, be part of it, be part of this, like, societal, cultural zeitgeist moment, it was really very unique, kind of special, and I, I don't see it ever happening again, so I can't. It, it defined the, the decade. I just know, for me at least, that's where that's coming from. If it sounds less crazy, that nowadays. sounds like a favorite Nintendo moment. But it was still the game. I played the that game totally for. Favorite by game. me, I played the game for years, and that was the gameplay. That's the thing. The gameplay was all that stuff. You know, going out with friends, catching Pokemon, doing the gym battles together, doing competitive play with your team versus the teams. Like it was all. That's what's interesting about it. Is it was you're right. It was like a moment. It was like an event. But was the gameplay. The gameplay was the event. It was the moment. Like it was it sort of married them in a very interesting way. So yeah, if we're talking pure game where it's just like you're sitting in front of a system or a TV, sure, Mario Odyssey gets my pick. Um but if we're talking like it, it, it in a way you're right, it kinda it sort of redefined what what gameplay could be because it was very driven by event or but it was the core gameplay. That was the mechanic. So so yeah, I'll, I'll give those two answers and you know, pick your pick your poison next, whichever one you think sounds better. Um but yeah, I guess um, with that, or we'll stick with your Moral Combat and Binding of Ontario. Uh, I guess with that. Um, Wait, what about Island Tour? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Island Tour. Yeah, I forgot as quickly as most of uh, Nintendo fans. Uh, <laughs> does anyone remember that game? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I guess the last bit of business of the show, or the podcast, um, I have a knack for having punny, cringy, good, in my opinion, titles. So, um, I thought we should reflect on that. Did anyone happen to have any standout titles? I know some of you don't pay as much attention to the podcast as others, but any standout titles from our 268 yeah, sorry about that. episode? Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> okay, Angel. But is there any that ju- well, Angel, you you've been there since day one. Is there any that jumps out that you remember as being particularly cringe or good, or maybe cringe equals good, depending on how you look at it? You know, they say that the worst crime a movie can commit is just being bored. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, I was trying to make a point that like. Looking back at the titles, like, there weren't too many that jumped out at me right away. It's like, like oh, yeah, like, I love this title. Damn. Wow. <laughs> this is my, like, these are my children. How to, except a few that you came up with and that Kevin came up <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's a few funny ones that like, always make me chuckle when I when I read them out, like Big Diglett Energy or like Kevin or... Canto Stop Won't Stop. <laughs> like yeah. Canto Stop Won't Stop. But, uh, but, I mean, as far as, like, a favorite, that's hard. Because, like, you know, there, there's a few that I feel like... When I read it, I'm like, oh, we could have done better. Oh, like, for sure. Get in the zone for tennis. Like, the, you could see, like, the range for, like, when we, I guess, for lack of a better term, it in. But, <laughs> I mean, but then there's also a lot of, like, very inspired ones. But, I mean, I don't know. A, a simple one that I just, that I've always just kind of liked is um, Mean Green Dreaming Machine. Oh, for uh, Mario Luigi Dream reference. Team? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, also another simple one, but I really liked it. I really like Blockbusters. A really good one. That was Mario, Super Mario 35, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. I feel like this is like a weird <laughs> trivia show where I'm like guessing the, the title. Yeah, sometimes it's... No, oh, yeah. And what's your most viewed show episode? Uh, the Switch launch, last I checked, was our most... Because uh, there was such... Wow. Yeah, there's such um, excitement around the Switch and it was such like a moment for even people beyond like the Court Town fans that would listen to us at the time that like it it kind of took off. Like it had double the listeners at one point last... Uh, whenever mm-hmm. I looked. Um, but yeah, it was in. What was that episode? Switched title? on. It wasn't even that good of a title. That's terrible. Yeah, I know. I mean, and and just to just to real quick, um, I feel like we need to shout out the fact that Kevin comes up with some of the <laughs> big Diglett energy. That was a good one for uh, Mario's uh, or not Mario for Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield and their Gigantamaxing. Also from Kevin, does size matter for the Switch OLED? A couple of months. Oh, I can't believe we went with yep, that one. Yep. To be fair, of of the two that we that I thought of, that was the more tame one. I don't think we could say the other one. <laughs> I mean, we could bleep it if you want to say it, but no one will know what you're saying. Okay, I, if you if you're okay with me bleeping it, I'll, I'll say. I it. mean, it's bleeped. Who's gonna know the difference? Okay, so I was thinking we should call it. Uh, oh my god! And I was like, that that'll get us in trouble. Yeah, like, that with somebody wow. out there. <laughs> Yeah, that that would have definitely. I feel like the more ridiculous we get the titles, maybe not that one, but the more ridiculous oh. we get, like yeah, like I remember we did for Game Boy's anniversary, we did something like Game Game Boys to Men or something like that because we're now adults, which is just like that's dumb. Or like oh, I forgot. We, about that was that the first one. one you were on as the third chair officially. Or like we did for this one, I'm proud of. Not gonna lie. Hey, now you're an all star for Super Mario 3D All Stars. Like, come on, writes it. Um. But yeah, some we we we. That's not really. I don't know. It, uh, fine. Okay, I'll give you that. We did. We did uh, do. We we really phoned it in with Master Slash. Quest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My we God. did. Yeah. We also. Um. I think this is an Angel original for Bayonetta two. We did where my witch is at. So that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yep. So we had that. Um. We also had. I'm trying to remember. Something. I'm surprised you you allowed that one. I mean, they're witches. Through. 
That's what they are. Just because it rhymes with something else, you know. Right. You know, we we did. I feel like we had a and good. I'm curious where they were. Yeah, it's what they were. We're asking where they are because it was their. You know, Bayonetta was missing in action for a while. Um, we also had a good run with like the Splatoons, like or the two Splatoon episodes. We had uh, Inklings of Greatness for the preview where we went hands on with it. That makes sense on two levels. And then we, the episode for the actual release, I think was You Gotta Be Squidding Me, which I don't even know what that's supposed to mean, but it was it sounded good, I guess. At the time, it's like you gotta, no, I know, but like, like what are we kidding about? Like that's so good, <laughs> that's so bad. Like, what's the joke? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just like a random sense. But we've had some. The one that always was, and for no reason, I think just it was so random. For Game on three, a pocket card jockey, <laughs> paper plastic. We did paper. Pl- oh, for uh, for Paper Mario on uh, we. Yeah, I love really Fantastic Four. That was another pretty. Did good I ever come up? Oh yeah, Fantastic one? Four was good for Mario Golf. Yeah, did you come up with one, Elvis? On your, I want to say I did, but I don't remember. I don't remember either. But it was. We, yeah, I don't remember. One I've always been proud of is Mario, uh, Mono, Mono e Mario, when Angel and I debated if Super Mario World was the best, um, Mario game or greatest game of all time in general, which it is. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I just thought that was kind of hard to play. But the one I always think back to, and I'm like, this is the one I always cite to people when I talk about our bad puns, and I don't know why. Do you guys remember Pocket Card, Pocket Card Jockey on the 3DS? It was like a card game that was horse themed that Nintendo put out back in their quirky game days. And for some reason, maybe because I was really into House of Cards at the time, I was like, oh, we'll call it Horse of Cards because it's about horses, but they're cards, but it's a card game. And it's not the best title by any means. I could rattle off five more that are probably better. But for some reason, that's all this time. That was episode 124. It still sticks with me as the the example of our bad puns. I don't know why, but that that's really? that's the one. Always. I mean, I know we've had like scrambled. I that one existed. Uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say scrambled eggs for Yoshi's New Island. Probably my favorite one as far as like being overly punny because of you know the fact we have scrambled and egg in there for the appropriately mixed reviewed Yoshi's yep. New Island. Read that blog post, everyone listening. Episode sixty six, right? I think because that. Um... Wait, this one is it worth visiting Yoshi's New Island? We share full impression of the three D platform. Uh, no, there's there's like funny. six egg puns throughout that paragraph, if I remember correctly. Maybe only four. Oh god, that's a long paragraph. Yeah, you don't have to read it out loud. Just people go egg egg dream. Really? What? What? Oh. What's the word? <laughs> what are the words around that? Egg uh, game worth. That... <laughs> You're looking at you, kid. Oh yeah, that that was that was one of our very first pun titles. Yeah, here's <laughs> you, kid. Um, we also did the fast end of this game is worth all the egg dream cleverness. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I maybe don't. don't. We egg amen. Examine egg examine. Yeah, but there's no zather. You have egg amen. So don't criticize oh, here's twice a, here's 13, a Jason. <laughs> do you do you remember the title of your first episode? Tanuki Tales Everywhere about Mario Three. Well, did you know that? Probably, you probably saw it yesterday. Today, but um, who's counting? I, it, oh. would you have I, I would have. I, I would have done that because I know the first one is Tanuki Tales Everywhere. I, damn it. I, don't remember the second My loft wing and me. The third one is gone carding. My loft wing and me was the second episode. Oh, I came up with that, that one. That was you. But yeah, the third one's gone carding. Also. Yeah, I do remember my loft wing and Also me. you, to your credit. I still haven't seen Marley and me, so maybe I'll watch it. Maybe that's some over. Also, to your credit, you came up with the Fast and the Furriest for the Sonic movie, which was pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, that was neat. Yeah, it was. Though. We were going to do it for three. Food. We realized after we recorded the Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed episode that we should have used that title for that. And then we sat on it, hoping one day maybe it'll be relevant again. And then the movie was like three years later. So what I'm saying is you never know what we have in our back pocket ready to go for pure punnery. Um, but yeah, I don't know if, Nigel, <laughs> if you've had any favorites of the bunch. But that was a nice uh, smattering. I know one recent. Hmm. One recently they all did was I think uh, I saw like the uh, 
they massacred my boy. I thought that oh was yeah, that, that was all <laughs> Kevin. That was all <laughs> Kevin. I was like, I was like, oh, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. I like that. That's, that, that's, that's a, a Kevin one. original. I feel like when you do for Kevin's tiles, like how SNL. That was Kevin yeah. too. Damn. I feel like for Kevin's tiles, when you do like kind of how SNL one. does like an SNL digital short. Now they do like a please don't destroy video where they like credit the writer up front. All to Kevin. <laughs> it's like a Kevin original episode, but yeah, it uh he he's good with the puns even though he acts like he's not. Um, but yeah, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a curse. Yeah, or a bl- I call it a blessing. The Emmy goes to is also. Uh, 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 oh, I'm I'm proud of that. Yeah, and the Emmy for Metroid Dread. Yeah, although on the other end, I think probably one of my least favorite ones is making the case, just because it feels like a name that we before. Even if we, we yeah, because yeah, after 268, it can get a little difficult. But we did not do making the case. We did. Um, I believe for a different is term, something like cross-examined something or other, and we made an article called the case for some like Ace Attorney, but we never did making this. So it's there's also one episode. There's one episode we did. Um, let's get digital. Clubbing with Mario. What? Oh yeah. <laughs> for Mario Golf. For Mario Golf. Uh, there's one we did and, like out with the old and with the new, and then there's one we did in with the old and with the new. There's one we did. Uh, let's get digital, and there's one get physical. <laughs> yeah, we have one that's what's old. We have one that's what's old in here for question embracing. Yeah, yeah. So we we've definitely like tweet. We've yeah. reused, <laughs> but then every so often you get one like put a ring on it for Ring Fit Adventure. We're like that's never gonna be used again. There's no circumstance unless one of us is marrying Peach that it's ever being used again. So you know you you, you work with what you have. But um, with that. I guess unless there's anything else. Who came up with clubbing with Mario? What? Yeah, clubbing with Mario. <laughs> Probably too. Oh, uh, I think it was me. Yeah. We also have uh, spilling the tea because we were bashing some of the feet. Not bashing. That's hard. We had strong opinions about some of the new Mario Golf stuff. So we did T T E E, and then somewhere in the middle, there's another Mario Tennis one. But I don't remember what it was. Something was serving, like serving up Mario. I don't know. But yeah, I think with... What was this one called? Nintendo Indirect? Did they like Oh, because they did a bunch of announcements. You know what's funny about that? So they did Nintendo, we did Nintendo Indirect where they did a bunch of announcements outside the, like a normal Nintendo Direct format. But then the next, by the next episode, they did a Nintendo Direct. So we had like Nintendo Indirect and I think the next one is called like Nintendo Direct or like, like it just like they paired. But, um, yeah, it, it's been 10 years of good, bad and everything in between titles. Um, yeah. T- now you're playing t- t- ten more, right? Yeah, here's to <laughs> here's to keeping the show going. I do want though to thank um in all seriousness. Well, first of all, huge thanks to you, Elvis, and you, Nigel, for uh, coming back. You made a friends reference in one of the titles. Ooh. Yeah, but I don't remember why. The one with the direct. Oh right. Canto stop won't stop. Canto stop won't stop. Yeah. And that was for not oh, ju- that's okay. not just a Pokemon one. That's specifically Pokemon Let's Go, and it's using stop. Because you can't stop because you have to go. It works on two levels. I give these way more thought than they deserve, but I'm proud of it. <laughs> but um, no, and, and, and I was going to say, to the point of like, you know, here's 10 more. I, I, first of all, I do want to thank Nigel, Elvis, both of you guys for coming back to the show for this little roundtable conversation, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, yeah, this is supposed to be like 30 Yeah, no, this minutes. is long. Yeah, I, but I also want to thank not just you two, but also Angel, oh. Kevin. You guys have been part of the show week in and week out, which is much appreciated. Um, so thank you for that. And on an even bigger level, thanks to all those folks out there for listening. Like not just to this roundtable or this whole episode or whatever, but for listening to any of it, like at all. You know, whether you're listening to the show when it was just Angel and me and it sounded like we were underwater. This one doesn't even, this one doesn't even have news. This is just well, underwater. well, you, you, this part is, but we have news on the first half. Feeds into this when we record it. Oh, oh yeah. it's, gonna, it's gonna be a shorter first half for sure. It's a first fifth <laughs> at this point, but um. But yeah, no, I was going to say, thanks to like anyone who's ever listened, because like, you know, if, it, if you're listening to just Angel and me 
from day one. It sounded like we were underwater. We appreciate it. If it was when Elvis hopped on and it still sounded like we were underwater, we appreciate it. When it was Nigel joining us for that one episode and it continued to sound like we were underwater, we also appreciate that. But even, you know, fast forwarding many years with Kevin joining and having good audio because Kevin actually does most of our audio editing, which thank you for that, Kevin. Shout out to you. But whenever you listen, like however long you listen for when you started, when you finished, you know, knowing there was that audience on the other end, I feel like kind of, at least for me, has made it worth it from, you know, taking the time to record to compiling notes for these recordings that probably seriously rival the longest Harry Potter book when all put together, like my sheer pages of notes. It's it's insane. <laughs> like it's a labor of love for me. I mean, granted, I weirdly like sales numbers, but beyond just that, like it really is a labor of love. And um, like a kind of more of a personal note, I guess I've in some capacity done random tennis as a kid. I mean, first it was a GOC site with like this hodgepodge of things, which is why it's called Random Nintendo. Uh, you know, like I had, I used to do these like crudely made like fake game boxes for game ideas I had that I like doing paint. But then slowly as I got older, I started posting my actual news and reviews and articles. And then in high school, as, as some of you guys listening may know, I know some of you guys know, um, you know, at like peak GameCube and DS era, uh, Random Time became like a full on daily news site. And we had a team of writers who helped me like write reviews and editorials. And I, every day after school, would come home and parse through press releases and rewrite them as original news stories, which, you know, it was all off fun. It, it got me into events. I got contact with Nintendo, some free games, not to brag too much. We even hosted giveaways for Nintendo. Like they sponsored and supplied us prizes for giveaways, like Nintendo themselves, which was super cool. But then, you know, college rolled around. Yeah, yeah, no yeah we did a Pokemon Ranger giveaway, we did a Magnetica di- giveaway. Uh, I think we did one other event, I forgetting what it was. But yeah, then college came around. You know, I wrapped up the daily site in the name of having maybe a bit of a social life, which um, directly led to what Ram Nintendo is today. Because literally everyone who's here right now on this recording, all five of us, you know, happened because of college, like either directly or by association. The friendship forum, the shared passion Nintendo, it all made probably this iteration of Ram Nintendo the most fun, certainly the longest lasting iteration by a long shot. And I think it's the one that created you know it's a, i know it's the one that creates so many amazing opportunities for us as a group to go to events to try games we wouldn't have otherwise tried to just sort of be in this bubble of nerdy nintendo dumb together and it's been really fun and it was possible again because of everyone who tuned into the episodes you know this episode any episode watched our vid bits when we used to do those on youtube read our extra articles when we wrote those on the site you know knowing that there's guys and gals out there Hearing it, you know, receiving responses from people on Twitter or in YouTube comments or reviews on podcast services, you know, having people play along with our jokes and bits from the show back at us on social. Like, it really is just really rewarding. And it's been, I feel like I'm, like, doing a eulogy, but it's been a privilege to be able to, like, create this show, to have a receptive group of listeners for, like, a decade. So, before I get too sappy, I think it's too late, but uh, was there anything, Angel, Kevin, you guys might want to say, too, since we're kind of at the 10-year mark right here right now? Well, I'm going to... Definitely repeat the sentiment that Jason put up, but like 100% wow. <laughs> no, yours already had a lot of heart. Yeah, no, I was saying wow is like that's a lot of super heart, like a thousand percent. But but yeah, I mean, thank you to everyone. I mean, honestly, like for the longest time, like I know, like in the beginning, like especially because you know I came in for the the revamp of Random Nintendo, and at that time, like it really was like just for fun. Like, I think I almost made it a point to myself early on to not worry myself with who's listening, where that's coming from. Like, I was just doing the podcast and that's like where that ended. But I don't think it was until like a couple episodes in where I think we started hitting like some specific milestones that it started to become 
kind of real. It's just kind of surreal that like, wow, like people are not only actually listening, but they're actually enjoying the content. And it definitely changed my perspective on how I looked at the show for a while. And it's humbling to know that without a lot of marketing, pretty much doing the bare minimum amount of marketing, because, you know, like, again, like we're doing this mainly for fun. Like we're not monetizing this. We're not like, I mean, we used to post on Reddit. They shadow banned us. But, True story. <laughs> yeah, yep, multiple yep, like times, times. Yeah, but you know, like for the most part, like the, the fact that we have the like the loyal fellowship that we have today, like, is not as big as like some other ones. But for what we do and how we promote it, it's I, I, I like to think it's pretty impressive. And again, very humbling. So thank you for that. Along with the hiatus, uh, we I wrapped it up middle of freshman year of college, and we started November after we graduated college, almost four. So it was basically starting from scratch. I mean, there's some people that, like, you know, followed me on Twitter or whatever and knew who I was like, oh, it's that guy. But, like, it was basically starting from, you know. I see, I see. So it's crazy that we're here now. And, Kevin, I don't know if there's anything you want to add, cover there, but the floor is yours if you wish. Uh, No, just, like, a, just a, a huge thank you to you guys for, like, allowing me to be the third hope, the third chair. And then, like, a big thank you to, like, the listeners for, I guess, lack of a better word, accepting me. You know, it's tough being the new person on such an established podcast. Like you guys were doing it for eight years, I've only been here for two, but uh, yeah. But, but what a two! What a two it was. <laughs> I feel like um, thank yous are one thing, but we got give all those thank yous a little extra oomph. So to show our collective appreciation for the last ten years, we're giving away a magnitude of ten, one hundred in eShop credits, a hundred bucks, and we're coming to wherever you are. So this is how it's gonna work. Every two weeks from now through the end of the year, we will be giving away eShop cash in a different spot. So for this episode, you can leave a comment on the blog post telling us your favorite Nintendo moment of the past decade for a chance to win one of two $20 eShop credits. All you need to do is comment. Then in early December, we'll be giving away two additional $20 eShop credits on Twitter if you follow us at RamNintendo and retweet a designated tweet which will show up in early December, so keep an eye out for that. And then in late December, we'll be doing another single $20 credit giveaway to our YouTube subscriber base. So if you subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, RamNintendo.com, all one word, no space, uh, you'll automatically be entered. It's as simple as that. We have a YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. We post all these. See, this is why we're trying to get people to subscribe. We post every episode in audio form <laughs> on YouTube as well as – wait. Elvis, you know we have a YouTube channel. You have a vidbit on there from when you're still more on the show regularly. You and Angel played Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze together. No, no, I know about the vidbits, but I didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been doing this for a while, both Nintendo and non-Tendo. So, yeah, so if you subscribe, Mm. Elvis, if you subscribe on there, even though it's conflict of interest and you actually can't win, but if you subscribe on there, uh, you're automatically be entered. So, true. But yeah, so that's five, (laughs) so that's five (laughs) prizes that can be won in three different ways that maybe Nigel and Elvis will try and finesse in their favor. Uh, again, it, you know, it all starts right now by commenting on this blog post for this episode, episode 268 on ramtown.com. Uh, then again, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube for all those other opportunities. Uh, and while you're at it, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app so you don't make so you make sure you don't miss a thing and as is tradition for every episode since we started we now are going to list off all the podcast apps so there's apple Podcasts, there's google Podcasts, there's stitcher tune in pandora amazon music uh spotify uh it, it's uh, might be it <laughs> Podbean. uh there's like so many now um that list has gotten exponentially longer since we first started but you can find us on all those um thank you again nigel elvis for joining us for this episode um and and thank you again Ooh. to the listeners for listening and that does it for the show so as is also tradition kevin you have the final word. do another 10 years <laughs> <laughs>